Welcome everyone to Drooly Noted. Uh, we're joined this week by a very special guest, the one and only my sister, Samantha Orland. Wow, hello, that is me. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's been, I mean, it's been a couple podcasts and I already knew that I needed to be one of your first guests to just, you know, set the tone. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so I just wanted to come on because... I have a bone to pick with you, and okay. and when do I not? Can you guess what the bone is? Um, I think you're going to tell me everything that's wrong with the podcast so far. Yeah, I do just <laughs> want to lay out everything that I think you're doing wrong from from a consultant's perspective, though. So extremely objective, right? There's no bias, and it's just absolutely what the universe wants you to do with the podcast. And I'm hoping you come away with this just better as a person (laughs) Um, (laughs) as well. So yeah, what do you, do you have any, are you excited about that? Um, Yeah, I think you definitely know what you're talking about um, in terms of professional experience. So uh, the fact that I'm not paying for this consulting work, I I don't think I am. uh, Yeah, you may pay. It depends. It depends. (laughs) We'll see how changed you are by the end. But um, first of all, why do you think you should have a podcast? (laughs) I don't think I should, but I do. Uh, it's just something fun to do. I kind of was thinking, you know, everyone, I think most people have some sort of innate desire to, it'd be fun to be on a podcast someday. And, you know, a lot of people just, you never get that chance or you probably won't. Um, who knows what the future of podcasting is. But I figure, you know, if everyone had that friend who has a podcast, who does all the hard work. And, you know, you get to come on for an episode and then you can share that with all your friends and family and they get to hear it. You know, I want to be that outlet for people. And at the same time, it's uh, something to keep me busy. You know, This is good. This is your why. We need to, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we need to establish why because, you know, why should we care that you have a podcast? Why should you specifically have a podcast? <laughs> right. I'm not jealous. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of podcasts out there yes. and we need to define we need to define your brand, right? Okay. What what is the Drew perspective? Why does the world need your perspective? What 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 do you think you bring? Um, so this is interesting because I don't think the world needs my perspective. Okay, that's great. Um, to clarify. Yes. I, I don't think my goal is not to have people who don't know me <laughs> listen to this. Great. You know. I don't think uh, it's going to be like rising up the charts or anything. Right. The My- goal is to be at the bottom of the charts. Yes. I want nobody to find this. Okay, good. Um, so You're I- on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing everything right to pursue that. Um, I think I the value I provide to the community of listeners, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. people who follow me on Instagram and have nothing better to do, I think ideally I have a nice mix of guests on here from all different backgrounds you know I'm I'm being kind of strategic about that because if I had a a friend say who started a podcast and by the fourth or fifth episode maybe I hadn't recognized a single person I don't know if I would even keep tuning in you know that's true so I'm trying to sort of strategically and and with the people who are willing to be drug on here you know, give a little taste of of different facets of my life. And then, you know, maybe somebody sees, hey, I, I went to school with that person or I was in that club with that person. Let's hear. I haven't heard from them in a while. And it's just kind of fun to hear those people's voices. Maybe you haven't seen them since like high school or something. So it's that's nice, good. That yeah. that goes into my next question, which was just like if the first question is, who are you? Why should we care? Then the second question is, who are your guests and why should we care? Right. So. I think what you need to be doing is um, bringing on the best people you know. Yes. So also the worst people you know, but not <laughs> not all medium people, right? Okay. So we can brainstorm like who's the best person you know. So I don't know what you mean by good and bad people. Yeah. So in the world there are good people. And, no, I'm just saying really we're, we're all good. We're all medium people, uh-huh. but you need to set us up better. So for instance, you just introduced me as your sister. There's so much more to me, right? right. Build me up. Make <laughs> me feel hype to be okay. on this podcast, right? Sure. So try again. <laughs> try again. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the the fear I have is that I don't want to, you know, define someone for themselves before they even get a chance to speak, you know? No, but that gives me something to work with. 
Oh, so you could refute me if, if necessary. Oh, absolutely. That's part of the fun. Okay. So should we start over? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, every, welcome everyone to the Drilly Noted, to Drilly Noted, uh, the only podcast hosted by Drew Orland. Uh, we're joined today by a very special guest. She hails from Plano, Texas. She's a fantastic consultant. Um, what else? You can find her popping off on Instagram. <laughs> She yes. has her very own charcuterie Instagram. Oh, I'm getting so hyped. She has her fingers in all kinds of pots. That's not the phrase. I like it. Um, the one and only Samantha Orland. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now I'm truly jazzed. I am excited to be here. I was excited to be here before, but now I'm just like, wow, ready to rumble. And I also loved how you said the one and only podcast hosted by Drew Orland. That yeah. tells me just who you are. Wow. Okay. So already... The advice you're taking it it's <laughs> it's much improved okay. okay next bone to pick structure okay how long is this podcast supposed to be i know you're tr- i know you're trying to leave it up to the guests mm-hmm. to define but we need to we need to put out a you know semi-consistent product so that people know sure so what's what's the deal here well i think if you look back on our first few episodes there's not a consistent hard line but I, I think you'll see a nice range of somewhere from a half hour to an hour, you know? And I think that's just sort of naturally follows, you know, the, the conversation around a single topic. We're not going to be sitting down and talking for three hours unless we are, are have like planned out a bunch of stuff. I think you can only sort of riff <laughs> on an idea for so long. And I think that sort of naturally has its own sort of boundaries. Okay. So you're just you're just going to not you're not going to change that one, but you have you have a reasoning for your lack of structure here. Well, I think if I were to say like, okay, we're going to do a hard cut at 30 minutes, like did am I putting myself in a box, you know? What if I we just we talk true, for an- True, true, true. Have you ever heard of constraints making someone more creative? A creative brief, if you will, <laughs> being the like the juice for a creative to Think outside of the box. You wouldn't think it. Right. But it's one of the great paradoxes of our time. <laughs> That's true. Would you agree? Yes, but also I wouldn't say, <laughs> I think that applies to more artistic endeavors. <laughs> and yeah, Drew, I this is art. This okay. is not science. This is art. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. You agree? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I agree, but I understand. Great. Um, the next thing. So we both listen to a lot of podcasts, correct? Sure. Yes. Okay. One of the things that gives me, you know, a sense of like normalcy, I know what to expect, calm in these uncertain times, as they say, is... Unprecedented. Right. They say unprecedented, and it's true, but is a recurring segment, a a recurring segment or a question that you can ask to each of your guests so that they, there is some consistency and not because we need to compare people, but we will, okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But because um, it gives the guest a little... It's kind of that creative brief idea. If right. there's a question they know they have to answer, um, they can, you know, think creatively about it and bring sure. something to the table. And it can be a good way of signaling to your audience, like, here's where we are in the podcast. Like, this is something we do near the end of the podcast oh, I see. type of thing. Yeah. So I wanted to brainstorm with marker. you. What do you think would be some some good questions, like some good questions to ask to get people thinking? Some of the questions... I ask people, this is not a good example, but I always like to ask people, when's the last time you cried? I, <laughs> I don't recommend this, but this kind of thing, you know? Okay, yeah. What do you think? Um, I think you have a point. I think that's a good idea to have sort of like road markers that tell people where we are and a little bit of familiarity. I don't know. I, I want, I'm trying to think of something that is broad enough to be asked to anybody. Um, yeah, you don't want to ask about like, college or I I like the idea of like when's the last time or what's the last something um I wonder if you can ask them like you could ask them about a joke like what's their favorite street joke that's pulled straight from another podcast but you could ask them about last time they made someone laugh okay um so but do I need to tell them ahead of time so they have time to think or is it sort of like a I think so I mean wouldn't you appreciate that as an Enneagram nine, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but also I'm now realizing if it's a recurring segment, it won't be much of a surprise. Correct, correct, correct. Assuming all of my guests are I mean, surprise them with questions as well. Right. <laughs> but I'm uh, saying you should have something. 
I, I like the idea of a joke. Yeah. you get to be a little creative. Something um, it, something universal. So maybe like the last thing that they cooked. Oh, I have a good one. Um, I like to ask people what's the most impressive thing you can cook. And okay. even if you can't cook something impressive, then you can talk about like, wow, I can make good toast. And they can at least <laughs> talk about their toast. Sure. But then. The, the risk there, I think, is you don't want to embarrass somebody. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's a difference in our personalities. Okay, right. Well, maybe on your podcast you can berate and, and humiliate. Not them. embarrass them, <laughs> but no, well, and they'll know about it ahead of time. True, too, as yeah, well. And they so could lie. So there's always lying as an option. <laughs> and the the thing that you could really get, like best case scenario, someone's like, you know, wow, I make a really nice souffle, and uh-huh. then you have an easy follow up that's like, when can I have the souffle? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then you get souffles. Yeah. And then anybody who, any of their friends who listen can reach out and ask them to make them a souffle. True. It's marketing for them, for yeah. their souffle business. Sure. And if they don't want to give souffles to all their friends, you cut it out of the podcast and <laughs> right. you just keep that information for yourself. True. Yeah. Food-based. What, what the people might not understand is that I can cut out whatever I want. Right. You can make <laughs> me say anything you want right now by just using different syllables. And I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> okay, so basically, recurring segment, you would, you'll would you consider. You'll consider yeah, peppering I, something in. I, I'll strongly consider that. Okay. I might ask you for a, a snack food. Who knows? Oh, at, later on? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so my, my next thing, it's kind of tied to these things, is you put a lot of pressure on the guest. Okay. We, we come in here. And you say, what have you prepared for me today? I've heard this. <laughs> I've heard this before. And uh-huh. honestly, that's, that's a lot, sure. right? If, if I want it to be a conversation, you can ask me to prepare some things, mm-hmm. but why don't you do some research? You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. If you know these people and you know what's interest, what you think is interesting about them, right. you, can come, you can come in with some questions about them. That's true. I think my first thought was, you know, Going back to why should anybody listen to this? Right. You know, if it's just me every week, like that's get that gets old quickly. If immediately. Not, if not immediately. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's not boring? A different person every week, hopefully. But I think you're right. There's nothing stopping me from catering my own research to that person. Right. Because you might think I'm interesting because of one thing and then I come on here and I want to talk about like World War Two. I mm-hmm. don't. But if, <laughs> but if I come on here and I start talking about World War Two, and it's like wow, a snooze. But what you think is interesting about me is that like um, I make a really good grilled cheese or something. Yeah. Then you gotta like get that out of me. Sure. You know. Yeah. And then we both shine. Right. So I think I think you should like you could tie that into the intro with what you think is interesting about that person. You're like, I really think they should be on this podcast because of blank, blank, and blank. They might not talk about that at all, but I just think you guys should know that about this person. Okay. I think my, I I, I agree. I think my approach was kind of like, if I'm going to ask somebody to do this very public thing, they should have the freedom to choose what they talk about or don't talk about, you know? Because what, what if I bring something up and they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting to discuss that so publicly, you know? Oh, then they say, I don't want to talk about it. And then I cut it out. Yeah. Okay. You are all powerful <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> True. But I think a lot of what's coming up here um, is in, in this conversation is just how different we are. Yes. Like our personalities are, are quite different. Yes. And I wondered if we could we could dive into that a little bit. Oh. So, you know, you know, I am I, I'm a personality quiz like stan i yes, love them yes do you have a favorite personality indicator no, and i think this is a sort of a um <laughs> a manifestation of what you just said in that i am sort of the opposite in that i am i don't really buy into the whole personality type indicator and what do you mean what do you mean by buy-in i don't think uh i don't like the idea of categorizing people based on their personalities because i don't think I try, I, I try to uh, maintain as much nuance as possible in my life. And I think the trend of, I think it's a human instinct to categorize and like try and put pe- things into boxes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, I don't, I don't like, I think that sort of takes away from 
somebody's individuality, you know, to say you're you're a number nine rather than you're Drew Orland, you know? Right. And what do you not like about the box itself? I just think the box is by its very nature going to be it's not going to be exactly it's not gonna be me. And what about what about the idea of not Drew, you go in this box, but you find your box. Does that appeal any more to you? Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I'm not against saying like we. Oh, me and this person have similar similar personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, or like I identify as an introvert, or I identify with this group of people. But I, I think too often people wear it as like a badge, like I'm an INTJ. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where the conversation stops or i'm a i'm an i'm an aquarius and that's oh. all you need to know about me right uh, no i need <laughs> there's oh, more okay. to that, you know see i i agree with that but i want to i want to get you more a little bit more on board okay so to me i hear this a lot from people who are just like meh i don't want to be put in this box mm-hmm. but i think of it as just a tool you like a tool, right? <laughs> I like a nice tool. Yeah. So if it's a tool. Favorite tool? <laughs> yeah. My favorite tool. Hammer. hammer. <laughs> oh. Wow. We are the same. <laughs> we have more in common than we think. <laughs> but uh, if it's just a way, a way of better explaining myself to someone, mm-hmm. I like it. Because, and, and we can go through the different types, but if I can say I'm an Enneagram 7 and not, the conversation doesn't stop there, but I can be like, here's why, here's the parts of that that I like the words they give to me that I can use to explain to myself. Where okay. before I was just like a blob, I'm like, I don't know, I, I am the way I am, like pick up on it. Mm. Um, it's more of like, oh no, this like description puts it better than I can put it myself. And that's what I like about it mm-hmm. is that it can like, it gives you a language to connect with people and then and to compare and contrast, which is good for work if you need to be like, like, for instance, when you write a work email, mm-hmm. what do you, do you want there to be like niceties in it? Um, uh, yeah, I, I like to, I like, I prefer a formal work email, you know, or no, but like, that's not but, but kind of like, like, how was your weekend? Oh, um, not really. <laughs> right. So there are like some people who are like, like they read like the periods in my email and the like not uh, asking like how was your weekend is like oh my god she's mad. Anyway, I like that it gives me the language to describe. So for example, let's go through. So Myers Briggs, mm-hmm. classic, classic. What are you? INTJ. Okay, yes. and that means how yeah. would you describe that? Um, I I, I really I, it's been a while. I think I know the le- what the letters the, mean. Words. Yeah, uh, introvert, intuition, thinking judgment judgment maybe yeah i that's sort of where my understanding and so you said intj i know it's i mean I, I i've known for like a long time that i'm more introverted you know but i i don't know how much i buy into the rest of okay i think maybe th- that's the thing i believe most out of that whole it's like i i, I buy into the idea of introverts extroverts okay. where you get your energy from okay and you and you really identify with introvert what yeah. do you what do you identi- identify with as part of that? Um, like I was saying, like the idea of I I get my energy from, or I recharge on my own time, mm-hmm. you know, and in in social situations I'm spending that energy. Ah, so and you've got like not, an energy bank that's ticking exactly. down. And it's not that I don't enjoy spending that energy, but if I'm like exhausted at the end of a day, or you know, I'm, my thought is not I need to go hang out with friends to like relax Got my it. thought is like i need some I've, I've wondered about this so i'm not this way but do you, are you like feeling are you feeling like whoa i'm at 20 percent? like what is is there like a time do you have like a breaking point where you're like i need to go like sit by myself or how does it work <laughs> if you are how does it work yeah you just sort of like as you emotionally mature you get a better sense of it's like when you're a kid when you're like when you start like crying as a baby because you're tired and then your parents are like I think you're just tired you need to go to bed and you're like no that's not it like you don't understand the sort of like messages that your body's sending you I think as you get older it's like oh when I feel this way it's because I'm dehydrated or when I'm this way it's because you know I need some alone time so I think you just sort of develop an intuition of like okay I think 
I've done a lot this week. I think maybe tonight I just stay in and watch a movie or something. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever misread that and just go for it anyway and then regret? Well, yeah, I, there's definitely uh, like there's a lot of there's other things to consider, you know, like say, for example, like uh, during my time in the Peace Corps, like the nature of our work schedule was like you were like uh, obviously the work of Peace Corps is very sort of loosey-goosey in terms of you kind of create your own schedule. But on paper, you're technically like 24-7. You're supposed to be like on the job because you're representing Peace Corps and like your job is so intangible that so, so the way that plays out is you get like a certain number of like leave days every month. Right. Um, and so you, you try to like coordinate with people and like I'm going to the capital Lome for like this weekend. Do you guys want to join up? And so sometimes like practical considerations overtake, you know, if I'm like going into like a, a weekend where I'm supposed to be going into the capital, but I'm like not really feeling it. I, I have a decision to make. What's more important? Like, because I know if I go, I'll end up having a good time. Yeah. And, you know, I might be exhausted. But, like, if I don't go, then it's not like I can, if I'm feeling better the next day. I don't, so, yeah, there's, there's so other So in the moment, you yeah. can kind of override. Even if your energy tank is really low, you can. Yeah. Like any, like everything in life, it's just you take a look at all the, you know, intervening factors and make a decision. Wow. <laughs> so you're an I. INTJ. INTJ. What about you? I'm an ESTP, okay. which is almost all the different letters. <laughs> right. So we, we both are thinking. Yes. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our thinking caps on. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, so that's... Well, you asked if, how do I know? I, I would assume you also have some kind of, like, you need energy at times too. Do you, is it sort of the inverse in that you're like, I need to go be with people because I've been For me, by it's myself. more about doing things things even if I'm not like directly doing it with people I need people to be around so like I get so drained sometimes when I'm in my apartment in Austin by myself like if I don't talk to anyone all day Mm. it'll be like four o'clock and I'll be like I feel horrible and then I kind of like have to think through like okay did I drink any water today usually no that I'm just (laughs) bad at drinking water but um but then it's like oh I like all I did today was like talk on phone calls right. and I didn't like go to a coffee shop and like look someone in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like the exact opposite of yours, but I like, I feel bad if I, <laughs> if I don't have that. So. Yeah. It reminds me of in college, um, <laughs> one of my roommates during like finals week, we were like moving out of our dorm or something. Uh, and you know, you just sort of like peel off one by one as you finish your classes. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I remember he told us a story that like <laughs> there was a day that he had like a test uh, the next day. I guess we'd all left at that point, and it was just like he was the last one, and he was just the only thing on his plate was to study for this like one exam. And so he like woke up that day and was just like on and off studying and like on his phone or whatever, or like went to the dining hall. Or the funny thing was like he was getting into bed at the end of the day. And like turned off the light and had the thought, I don't think I've used my like voice today. Like, oh yeah, like interacted with. That's my like worst nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, is just to be in a vacuum. Yeah, I don't think I interacted with a human today. But I think I like I don't usually in in like non-corona times I don't let that happen. Like I sometimes run myself ragged going the other way. Like so normally I'm traveling like Monday through Thursday on the road and then I'm coming back on Friday and one of my friends in Austin, Hannah, will say like she knows a weekend that I'm coming back to Austin because she'll get like a flurry of texts Thursday night because I'll be on the plane and just thinking about how I don't have plans for the weekend. And I'll be like, okay, do you want to like, do you want to go try this restaurant on Friday and then like float the river on Saturday and then like, you know, bake a cake on Sunday? And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) But I'm just like, I must fill every moment with fun I know you can't relate to this, but I'm like, I ha- the day has to be so full. And sometimes I make myself so tired just running between activities that I scheduled for myself yeah. to feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it has its downsides. But anyway, Myers-Briggs, that's like a, that's a classic. Yeah. But my favorite, at, oh, th- there's also, have you taken DISC? Uh, I think I learned about it in like a business class. Yeah. Disc is like a really work, worky one. Yeah. It's fine. Strengths finder. Do you know your strengths? No. Okay. That one's also kind of a worky one yeah. too. And, um, you get like five strengths at the end of the day, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. It's different than being, yeah. you know, in a box. I think now that you, you get words. mentioned it, I, I think maybe I did it once, but 
Do you remember your nope. top? <laughs> okay. Yours is probably like being nice or something. <laughs> it's probably like agreeable, inclusive, these these nice words. I'll take your word for it. But anyway, I'm always really embarrassed by mine because mine are always like command, <laughs> destroy. <Yeah>. Competitive. <laughs> right. It's always like competitive and, I'm, and then I never want to share those things with people. <laughs> I'm like, I swear I'm a nice person, but am I? <laughs> so that one's fine. Yeah. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. Then the best one of all, you know the, what the best one of all is. I know what you think the best one is. The best one of all is the Enneagram. Um, you know of this? Uh, I know of that. There, I've seen like the diagram. That it looks, looks kind of like, like a... Like a pentagram. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But instead of like worshiping Satan, it's, <laughs> um, it's these nine numbers and it's, it's all about motivation and fear. So this is why I like it because it's not... People who act like this are this number. You're really not supposed to diagnose what other people are. I do. But <laughs> be, but you can't truly know someone else's motivation for doing something. So right. two people who are two could look very different, but be motivated and hmm. f- fear the same things. And also, yeah, the way they interact with the world, their mindset is the same. Okay. So do you know what you are? You said it, but I already forgot. Yeah, okay. So you're an Enneagram. Well, you have to discover this for yourself, but you're an Enneagram 9. <laughs> okay. Highest number is the best, right? Yeah. Highest number is the best. Lowest number is the worst. No, I'm just kidding. It goes in a circle. And then you have wings. Okay. So your wing number has to be one that's on either side of your number. So you can be a 9 wing 8 or a 9 wing 1. Okay. And that just is Enneagram adding a little nuance. <laughs> so, so you're not – you can't just be one of 9. You can be one of – What's the math? <laughs> 18. 18. <laughs> so I don't know what wing you are, but nine is the peacemaker. Does this, does this align with what you think of yourself? Um, well, I, I need some more information. Okay, yeah. So nine is is kind of, they, they're kind of like go with the flow. They're actually extremely go with the flow. To, oh, the other thing about the Enneagram is that it's like kind of rude about all the numbers. <laughs> okay. When you read it, you're like, mean um but the idea is that you can really like identify with those things because you know those things about yourself that are like not great um so it really focuses on those things but you kind of sit back in life sometimes you kind of like let people decide what you're going to do because you're being so agreeable yeah but but can get along with anyone can see everyone's like point of view Hmm. don't like to be rushed i feel like that's totally you Interesting. Just like I, I feel like growing up, you just, if you were told you had to leave, you would just go slower. <laughs> um, do, you, do you align with that? Um, well, first, I, I think it's interesting that you said there's like almost comes across as negative. Yeah. Because I feel like that's also a gripe I have with, say, the Myers-Briggs or like star signs. Mm-hmm. It's like anytime somebody reads you like, let's read what you're, what, how, what this says about you. It's all like fantastic. Right. And anybody I feel like can hear that and be like, that's totally me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I remember sitting around with people looking before at like the different Myers-Briggs, people each like reading their own and being like, if you told me I was any one of these, like I could find a way to like yeah. oh, rationalize sure. it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, what you said about nine. Um, I don't know if I'd, I also want to know. Do what, you, the... what do you dispute? Do you want to know what the other numbers are? Uh, yeah, maybe that's important too. But I would just—I don't know if I'm as go with the flow as it comes across. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe I've misdiagnosed you. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Well, truly, I'm not supposed to diagnose you, but <laughs> yeah. So, little quick rundown: one perfectionist. Okay. Um, they definitely see it. They're very moral. Like they—they they have a big sense of black and white, right and wrong. Hmm. But they, like, get things done. They're, like, list people. Mm. Like, Colton is okay. is a one. Um, a two is, like, the helper. These are just, like, the angels of the earth. Okay. But, like, two of, everything's to a fault. So it's, like, they, like, are giving you things also, but, like, secretly they want that same treatment back, but they will never say that. Okay. So they – kind of people can walk all over them, <laughs> but um, they, they just give and give and give and right. give. Okay. So to me, like Danny's Danny Carter. Are you gonna? Too. I was gonna ask if you were gonna call Name someone out. <laughs> okay. I think it helps sure. to just like say. But um, three is 
it's all about success. Okay. Um, and so, and like being perceived as successful. Uh So these people are like really good at life. Like they achieve a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of like this chameleon that they kind of just like keep trying on other people's versions of of success. So Uh. then like in a room by themselves, they're like, who am I? Interesting. Because they, (laughs) like they, they might have like three different versions of themselves, like with their work friends and their home friends and you know, like that. Okay. So like Auburn's a three. Okay. Four is the, um, this is like the individualist. I think it has a couple different names, but this is to me like the artist, like no one understands me. Like no one could possibly understand me. They're, they're often, they are often artists, very creative. Mm. And I don't understand them. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I like don't know very many fours right. in my life, which I'm trying to gather more fours, okay. collect, collect them all. Um, five is the Oh, shoot. This is the other one that I was like, is Drew a five? Maybe he's a five. Hmm. Um, but they are, oh, I can't think of what it's called, but they're very like studious. Oh, this might be you. They're they're very studious and like kind of dive deep into things. Their, their energy buckets are like the lowest of all of the different numbers. And it like ticks down and then they just like need time by themselves. My friend Bethany is this and basically oh she always falls into rabbit holes of things of like trying to gather more information this this seems more (laughs) (laughs) i think you well just based on the fact that you're repeating exactly how i described myself yeah Yeah. but this is normally how i describe a five okay so you'll need to read up if i if i had to diagnose well let's hear the rest of them okay six is this is what dad is it's the loyalist sixes are so anxious they're 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 like main characteristic is anxiety but that's because they're always like thinking of the worst case scenario but because of that they're they're very prepared because they're always thinking of these things yes so like dad's always like oh we're not we're not going to get there on time you know and so but then we're prepared for whatever it's going to be. But we're all, yeah. Because the bar is set so low. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also, they're called the loyalists because they're like the most loyal friends you'll ever have. They yeah. are extremely loyal. Yeah. And that's, that's loyal. Yeah. Okay. And then seven is what I am, okay. is the enthusiast. Okay. It's, it's very like enthusiastic, yes. optimistic, yes. kind of like Peter Pan syndrome almost. This is like the dark side of seven. It's just like kid in a candy store. Yeah. But uh, can we sit with pain of any kind no no (laughs) completely avoidant yeah right showing emotion no no (laughs) crying no no but i don't i think that's a me thing i think that's not a seven thing okay well i don't know i need to talk to more people about it that's also interesting that that's your go-to question for people oh that's true i've never thought about that maybe it's because i know i have an interesting answer to it oh (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah but um avoidant like if, if, if there's something negative, negative feedback yeah. or something, I will like do anything else but like sit with yeah. it. Yeah. I I'd say you're uncomfortable with sincerity. No? Um yeah, maybe. <laughs> like you would prefer, I think, to watch a comedy like almost always over like some real like artsy drama. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, like I, think, I was talking but, about- but also in, in my life more than that. Because that's almost if it's a movie, I can kind of like separate that. Yeah. That is true for me that <laughs> yeah. I would rather sit with something light, almost yeah. light, light always. Right. But they get you by talking about the negatives because it's right. like, oh, yeah, it's so true that I don't. If someone like dies, <laughs> if someone's like, you know, aunt dies, yeah. I like do not know how to comfort you because exactly. I have like no practice with it because I just run away. Right. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. and then eight is the. Like, I'm not remembering any of the names of these, but it's like very intense. Like, like they love to debate. They are like in your face. Oh. <laughs> um, they so this is my wing, okay. if that makes sense. So that's yes. like my secondary sure. thing. Um, but they they kind of like are extremely powerful, but mm. also like bring up the underdog, but often are off putting to people because they are like in your they face. come on so strong. Yeah. But they get things done. Yeah. So anyway, that's my wing. So if you were a five, you would be a wing six, wing anxiety, or <laughs> or wing four. Which is? No one understands me. Creative. Oh, interesting. So, but so there's like tons of podcasts out there on this. Mm-hmm. Tons of like sites about like what what does a five wing six versus a five wing four look like or like mistyping. So if you if you look up like 
misidentifying six versus nine. It'll like talk about these are the nuances between them. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's it's fun as a tool <laughs> to talk to like figure out new ways of explaining yeah. yourself. Yeah. Not not like as a period at the end of that. Like right. this explains my behavior. Goodbye. But starting a conversation. I I do see the value in that in having like a vocabulary to at least start talking about right. things. Yeah. So I like to use it like at work. I still haven't found a less clunky way of doing this. But like if I start working with new people, I'm like, okay, this is who I am. This is how I like to communicate. Like I'm extremely direct. Like mm-hmm. you need to tell me if I'm offending you <laughs> or like or or you need me to like soften it. Or, but like what I want to do is like send you a quick note and it's going to have like periods in it. Right. And I'm like not trying to be mean. Yeah. But see, it, so it, it provides a nice little like yeah. language. So you, will you just tell people straight up like this is my Enneagram, go look it up or? <laughs> oh, no, not like go look it up. I clearly love talking about it. <laughs> yeah. so I, I like talk to people about it. But when, when I am like meeting someone for the first time, I've had like, specific conversations with them about like this is my style which again I was saying is kind of clunky I haven't found a like a more elegant way of doing that yeah but I've had bosses before send me their like disc pdf (laughs) really I think I think it's really helpful to be like okay this is like where they're coming from right so anyway especially early on like because you spend enough time with anyone you'll catch on to sort of how they do things yeah but if yeah i think it's that's definitely helpful like right off the bat to know like how to interpret things right so you're you're not just like spending weeks of like oh my god do they hate me yeah yeah maybe they do (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool interesting so that's that's sort of my like that's why i like a personality test okay um do you feel like you learned anything new about me well i i do have a question uh well yes but also I, I do have a question about another gripe I have with sort of these tests is that sort of when you dig into like how they were designed mm-hmm. like Myers Briggs for example I forget the details but I feel like if you look it up it's like the it's not very scientific it's just like some two guys who like came up with a system That's true. So where does the enneagram come from? Oh yeah, you, you, this is a a pain point. I feel like it's it's weird. It came from like monks. Okay. Like you definitely look up the history of this, but yeah. it it it's like big Christian roots. Like for some reason, also churches like to talk about this a lot, which is I think is kind of weird. But sometimes <laughs> there'll be like sermon series in very like hip churches about enneagram. Okay. So look that up for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That it's not. I don't think it should be diagnostic, but as as other like man-made things are, it can be a tool. A tool. Yeah, yeah. I, you're right. <laughs> Look it up. It's not great. <laughs> Which is not to say that like because it came from somewhere, it can't be useful. Right. But it is sometimes you're like, oh, this kind of taints how I <laughs> how I was seeing this. Do you want it to like someone to find it in nature in the pattern <laughs> of leaves, or what do you want? No, I just think people put. Sometimes it's like. It, it can feel like very scientific. Let's say Myers-Briggs, because it's like, take this test and it'll tell you. Oh. And so there's sort of this almost assumption that it tells you how, this is how you are. And you're almost like, okay, that's how I am. Oh. But then you read about it. And it's like, no, these guys just came up with like, well, these people are like this and this is what we're going to call them. And this is how they. Oh, good point. Like, and, and when you dig into it, it's like, wait a second. Like, it's just arbitrary. Like some guy right. made this up and then was like, answer these questions so i think maybe sometimes the it comes off as more authoritative than it should and that can lead people to put more weight in it than right i don't think any there are like companies that make hiring decisions based off of this type of stuff that's crazy the thing i like about the enneagram is that you're not supposed to take a test like truly the tests out there's plenty of tests out there they're like you're not supposed to take them (laughs) you're supposed to like read this book, listen to this thing, Mm -hmm. whichever one like hits you in the heart of like, oh God, they see me. (laughs) That's what you are. But, but also like, if you don't get to that point, no one's making you do it. I mean, I'm making you do it, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but like, yeah. It is funny how everything you said not to do, you've done so far. Oh yeah. This is (laughs) one of the things about me is that I'm extremely self-aware, but like, do I listen to those (laughs) things? No. But do I get any points for knowing my faults? 
Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say it is hard to call you out on things because you'll just accept them and be like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, really? Like what? Like, for example, if I like just now, if I was like, you're not you're like breaking all your rules, you'd be like, yeah, I know. It's like, (laughs) but you want to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. Well, that's that's my spiel on that. But I, I thought next we could talk about real quick. I mean, how often are we together, you know, over the phone as Orleans? Right. Where people have access to us together. We can we can use this opportunity to set the record straight on anything right. that we feel the world <laughs> needs set straight. Yeah, this is the opportunity. Right. So I feel like... I mean, do you feel that this that people have perceptions of us that we perhaps should set straight? Of our family, I would say. Yeah, you know? of our family. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what would you say those things are? So, like, when we hang out with, it, it's almost always with, like, other family groups. Yeah. Or, like, friends. Totally. And people will, to our faces, be like, man, the Orleans are so competitive, or the, the Orleans are super into, like, games and stuff. Games. Yeah, we, we've got this rap for being, like... Good at games. Games. <laughs> yeah. Good at games. Which, like, let's break that down. Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean we understand rules? <laughs> <laughs> I... Well, yeah, I, I don't that know how to That we like to have fun? <laughs> we have fun well? Or does it say something about them? I don't know. We should ask... What, who should we really should be talking to is the people who... Like where did well? Where does it come? Where does the stereotype come so from? So where does it come from? Maybe it comes from. Maybe it, okay. Let's break this down. We both have hosted game nights yes. in the past. I Frequently, used, I used to have board games in my car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. It's like just a cult. The culture of that we've grown up with of like we have like a game closet full of board games and like we've we play a lot every like Thanksgiving. Like, our family will gather around and play, like, hours of categories and stuff. Right. And I, I think it's just, like, pure, like, having done it more. Because we'll play, like, uh, what is it called? Happy Family. Right. With people. And they're like, how do you remember all these names? Or, like, how are you doing this? And it's like, I think I did. we've been playing this since, like, we were kids. It's like, you just learned the little tricks and, like, you know. It's doable by anyone. Right. But it's just you haven't I, done it as long I, I as I feel you. like in setting the record straight, like we aren't like we haven't honed our skills and <laughs> they're like we're not like wizards. No. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not like Catan players. Yeah, that's a good point. If you gave us like a new board game We'd be bad. We'd be bad we'd be as bad as anybody. Yeah. It's just you're playing games with us that we've been playing like yeah, I guess if we always initiate the game, yeah, then yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> maybe we that's know the, the issue. game better than us. We, than you. it's we're the host, the game night hosts, right? And people are like, "You're good at this game." It's like, yeah, I'm choosing the, ga- I'm picking the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you just did, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. easy to win when you just make up the rules. Yeah. So okay, so there's nothing innate about us that's better at games than I you. don't think so. Right. Yeah. Okay. The next thing is that, like, maybe that we're competitive. And, okay, so basically you were saying earlier today that I am competitive and I will fess fess up to that. Yeah. But you yourself were saying that you are not competitive. Not as competitive. Okay. (laughs) So you think you are competitive? I think it depends. Yes. I think I am naturally, yeah, I'm competitive. But But as a family unit, let's talk about that. Okay. We're setting the record straight for the... For the Orleans. Well, I also though I will say I think I've become more self-aware of that, like in more recent years, and like I don't think I, I, I think I'm able now to uh, zoom out and like see that happening. So like I in the moment. Yeah. Whereas as a kid, if I was like at, at a basketball game and like y- yeah, you just get lost in like have to win, have to win, have to win. Right. And these days it's like I'm more able to zoom out and let's just have fun, everyone. Right. But then there's that like. Deep down, it's like, you have to win. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think I do the thing. I like can zoom out, but then I do that thing we were talking about where I'm a self-aware, but then I still, yeah. I still need You see to yourself being uh, crazy. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm not going to stop now. how I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe we can't set that one straight. Maybe we, yeah, we maybe. just truly are competitive. The other one that I think 
we get a lot is that we're just like very smart. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> Again, so here's an, another like example. Yeah, if we're doing like like a trivia like, night. I want to say first, we're not dumb, right? <laughs> I hope it's not. not that we think we're dumb. It's just like the pedestal that people sometimes put us on. I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think school-wise, we're both good test takers. Yeah. Which is a game. It's Which like another not type the same of game. Thing. It's, smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like deductive reasoning. Yeah. You know, people made fun of me in high school for my like ACT score. Yeah. And it was like, you guys, I like went to Karen Dillard. I like <laughs> I learned how the ACT works. That doesn't make me smart that it's like it's like learning how to like ride a skateboard. Right. Like you just <laughs> I don't know, you you do it you practice enough times you can do a kickflip, you know? Right. <laughs> doesn't I, mean, make... I can't, yeah, but Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get the <laughs> Don't get I mean, down no, no, this this metaphor was not working with for me because I that sounds so hard. But how, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else that we should set straight? Any um, any other perceptions of the Orleans you think there are? No. No. <laughs> we used to have we used to have a mean dog, and now we have a nice dog. <laughs> so was anyone coming? Anyone? <laughs> I think anyone ever coming in the house ha- had to be afraid before. <laughs> and I'd just like everyone to know, no need to fear you're, anymore. You're welcome now. Right. Maybe not Maybe not in the next few months, but... Right. Yeah. Don't come over. You're not welcome to come over right now. Don't come into her house. <laughs> but I... But... There is a new... The new thing to be afraid of is you will... You could get peed on by a dog. Yeah. You won't get bitten. You'll get... Right. Almost too much love. Yeah. You'll get some urine but worse things could happen (laughs) (laughs) so i think we have set the record straight i gave you some tips and tricks on your podcast i i wanted to give you an opportunity since i came in kind of hot just like i have a bone to pick with you um i'd like you to know do you have any bones to pick with me just (laughs) (laughs) um no i i there's not a single thing not that i Maybe if I as a sister, <laughs> maybe if I had thought ahead more. I mean, you took my the car that I really liked. Um, that was kind of oh well. That was we're talking about a Honda CRV. Although the the history is complicated, I will admit. In the that, history is that the car began with me. Yeah, I for how defi- many, how many years did you drive it? I drove it for okay. This is kind of unfair, but I okay. drove it for two years in high school. Did I hit someone else's car with it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did he also ask you to? prom or whatever maybe (laughs) (laughs) but then i went to school so you got it by default and then the only reason you kept it all four of those years is because i didn't need a car in college well you did and let's talk about what i drove (laughs) in college yeah for my junior and senior year a gold minivan yeah so is that fair (laughs) no okay so what's your argument for the car that well I, i'll admit it's a complicated history i've i drove it for longer and <laughs> wait so did you hit any cars with it no i did okay. i did take better care of it okay <laughs> that's, i don't think that's <laughs> under dispute so i drove it like all through high school and college so that's what like let's say 10th grade you start driving uh-huh it's like seven years maybe okay and then i left the country and that's the only reason you got the car. I don't think you could have wrestled it away from me. Yeah. But now... But also now I don't need a car. True. And I didn't need a car in Chicago. Yeah. So... Yeah. So all is forgiven. Shake virtual Bury the hands. Hatchet. Um, what else? I, I don't have any beef with you. Wow. Maybe we should get more beef before the next the next podcast (laughs) so we can air it out start some beef public yeah should we start a rumor yeah let's start a rumor (laughs) (laughs) um about you no about somebody else oh okay someone we both know yeah who do we both know um someone from church someone from church um chad let's say chad uh chad is drew's friend yes been over to many a game night Yes. Host, also, host okay. Let's game. choose something kind of um, like something that could happen. Right. So, like something like he was on Jeopardy 
or like you know something like that yeah like a, a, a game like show a, yeah survivor survivor and you know what that'll make austin mad Ooh. okay yeah it's, <laughs> the more people we can anger <laughs> okay so chad who is his partner on no survivor you go on your own oh you're totally right have i ever seen survivor <laughs> okay so chad went on survivor one oh, no chad went on survivor did really well but they had to cut him out for some reason oh yeah that's a great that's great because he i mean he cussed someone out no, no. that would be great <laughs> television yeah um <laughs> i don't know he cut someone <laughs> <laughs> he made like castaway style he like made a weapon yeah and stabbed someone actually <laughs> that's what i heard on the street word on the street is and you know what i could be persuaded because who knows what kind of headspace you're in on that island. Yeah, that's true. He was yeah. so hungry, hadn't eaten for, yeah. I mean, weeks. Yeah, anybody could. He us. thought someone was a small animal. Oh, so he he wasn't stabbing so much as carving. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone. <laughs> He's actually in prison now. Yeah, it's too bad. Really sad. Yeah, he had such a promising Yeah, oh God, it's really sad. Yeah. So everyone, so yeah, sorry about Chad, everyone, um, but... Yeah, feel free to reach out with your condolences. Write yeah. some letters to prison, I guess. <laughs> to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Dear prison. <laughs> well, All right. uh, do you have anything else to uh, touch on? Or? Um, should I just plug my various hobbies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about... Um, yeah. What, yeah, what, we, what do you want to plug? Oh, we got uh, my charcuterie Instagram. Of course. At Great White Shark. But shark, of course, spelled C-H-A-R-C, like charcuterie. Yes. So cute. How cute is that? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just making charcuterie boards, selling little charcuterie boards on the side, a little side hustle. Yeah. Um, every now and then I'm uh, choreographing some dances over Zoom for Sunday Zoom uh, dance class, hip hop and the like. Um, so if you need that in your life, I guess just let me know. And I think that's all I have going on in my life. Awesome. Well, yeah, be sure to check her out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, I've got nothing else to add. So thank you for joining me. This was uh, (laughs) really fun. Was it enlightening? Yes. And I will say I definitely have some takeaways to to work on. Couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, bye. Bye.